Before we get to that part, hey guys, welcome back to Be The Change You Want To See. I'm Malak Khayri and my co-host here is Omar Al-Manakhli. As you guys know, in this podcast, we like to cover important topics that can bring about change in the world. As you guys are aware, we are located in Alexandria, Egypt. Today, on the 14th of February, we will be discussing a wonderful topic. Today, we will be discussing a topic that has been ongoing since 1619 until now as of 2021, slavery and discrimination. Personally, I do not think that at any time or place, a person should be discriminated against because of any physical feature, whatever it might be. If you compare the way African Americans were treated in the past to the present, you will see that change has taken place. However, uh, there is a long way to go before reaching equality. During the 18th century, there was an estimated 6 to 7 million enslaved Africans. 6 to 7 million people! Doesn't it make you think to yourself, how were African Americans treated past and present and what does it reveal about the American society? We have a long way to go before discrimination demolishes completely, which is seen by the way African Americans have been portrayed through multiple texts across time. And one of those texts is a poem written in 1773 on being brought from Africa to America, which is a perfect example sentence written by Phyllis Wheatley, who was taken from her home to be an enslaved person at the age of seven. Do people have no feelings whatsoever? How does it make sense for them to state, and I quote, their color is a diabolic dye when they are the ones providing all their labor? Not only that, but towards the end of the poem, it said, black as cane which just shows how much they truly wanted to make them feel isolated from the rest just because of their skin color, just like Cain was with his mark. I feel like situations from the past such as those have inspired individuals to do better in the present. For example, in the poem, The Hill We Climb by Amanda Gorman, she states, We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. Just like Gorman stated, we must put all our differences aside if we want to grow as a society. Just like the message Gorman and Wheatley were trying to spread, we are all connected through transcendence. Not only do we have to put an end to this to grow as a society in the present, but if this continues, then this issue will be an ongoing thing, because enslaved people stay in slavery for years, which means that their kids will be enslaved as well. Just like Alicia Keys stated in one of her songs, Queen of the Field. A little girl forgotten, born to cry, born to die, born to nothing. If you think about it, this says a lot about American society. It's the same concept. If your parents are poor, then you're going to be born in poverty as well. The whole reason why uh, Phyllis uh, Wheatley was so happy to be taken away from Africa was because of how bad her living conditions were to begin with. And the same thing continues to, uh, to the present day, just like Alicia stated, the person is born to die. Moving on to a text published around 1700, an exoneration and caution to friends concerning buying or keeping of Negroes. One of my favorite lines stated, by which it appeareth that those which are at liberty and freed from their bondage should not try by us to be delivered into bondage again. Enslaved people shouldn't be where they are in the first place. So if they got freed or escaped or whatever the case was, who am I or anyone else to bring them back to a life full of torture? You know, a similar situation that was interesting was in a book published by Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn. On page 45, Huck states, People would call me a low-down abolitionist and despise me for keeping mum. I ain't a going to tell. Wait, let me uh, give some context uh, for our listeners who don't know the story. 
Jim, the person Huck was addressing, was an enslaved person who escaped from his master. Yes, and at that point, Huck was uncertain and questioning his morals and the legality of helping a runaway and, I quote, stolen property. He has a moment where he doubts himself, but at the end comes to his senses and realizes that at the end of the day, Jim is human and shouldn't be treated just like property. As a society, we have to eventually realize our wrongdoings and have that same moment of realization that Huck had that humans are not property and no one should treat them as such. Exactly, no one wants to be treated like property and just like stated in the Quaker text, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, do ye even so to them. Exactly, a saying we have all heard since we were kids, treat others the way you want to be treated. Anyway, it's preaching equality, just like in Amanda Gorman's poem, Believers Hymn. She stated, We understand that the house divided cannot stand, so let us make a pact to be the country that acts. We are divided right now, and for us to grow as a society, we need to force a change to happen. Because just, just like Gorman later states, a nation of all people, by all people, for all people. I admire Gorman for writing an imperfect poem, even when Jefferson said she couldn't. I am speaking of one of the great founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson. I have a lot to say about the Declaration of Independence. Hypocrisy, that's all I can think of. Don't even get me started. The two drafts, I just love how the richest white man who owned the most enslaved people decided to say in his first draft that slavery was bad and criticizes King George for owning slaves. Like, are you kidding me? But that's not even the worst part. The Founding Fathers then decided to remove the whole part that begins with He has incited treasonable insurrections of our fellow citizens, captivating and carrying them into slavery because they just wanted to continue to have enslaved people working for them. What does this say about American society? That they recognize that they are wrong, but they don't mind because they are benefiting at the end of the day? Yes, that's exactly it. Even in a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to James Madison in 1785 says, But the consequences of this enormous inequality produce so much misery to the bulk of mankind. Yes, guys, I'm aware he was talking about a different type of inequality. But at the end of the day, inequality is inequality. Exactly. My point being that so many people, just like Jefferson, recognize that there's a division and ramifications, but decide to ignore it and do nothing about it if they benefit. There are so many people. There are so many things that stated in the Declaration of Independence that only apply to rich white men. But when it comes to African Americans, nothing that is stated directly applies to them ever. Exactly. They are rarely treated like human beings. They are treated like objects, like cargo. Patrice Keller said it best in her introduction to When They Call You a Terrorist. And I knew it because I'm the 13th generation progeny of a people who survived the hulls of slave ships, survived the chains, the whips, the mud laying in their shit and piss. The fact that this was published just a few years ago shows we aren't progressing as a society. The language used, I don't know about you guys, but it made my heart ache. Why should people be chained, whipped, and lived in inhumane conditions? Justice needs to take place. I completely agree. There have been a few individuals who were brave enough to blatantly call out white men. A perfect example is Frederick Douglass with his speech, What to the Slave is the 4th of July. He's exposing the injustice unapologetically as he should. He says, they succeeded, and today you reap the fruits of their success. The freedom gained is yours. He's being straightforward. They succeeded in their independence, and the you, which is the white men, are the only ones benefiting from it. And then says, are the great principles of political freedom and of uh, uh, natural justice embodied in the Declaration of Independence extended to us? 
He shows us that there are two groups, the white men and African Americans, and the Declaration of Independence, which is supposed to be for all men, is only benefiting one of the groups, while the other group has no political freedom or natural justice or anything. In the video where the descendants of Douglas were saying parts of his speech, you could hear how much pain and power was in their voice because this is still a very serious issue. That is true indeed, but at least in the preceding year, the year of 2020, this injustice system got partially exposed when the death of George Floyd took place which led to the Black Lives Matter movement. As we just shared with you guys, African Americans have been oppressed over decades which has been seen in many of the texts that we have stated. That discrimination against African Americans has led to four police officers murdering an innocent African-American man, George Floyd. The police officers were called after hearing George Floyd didn't correctly pay in a supermarket. The officers approached Floyd with their gun pointed at him and exclaimed that he should get out of the car immediately. But if it was some white man, the police officers would have just approached nicely and asked for some ID or something. That is true, but wait, the situation gets worse, as Floyd is forcibly removed out of his car and pinpointed on the ground by one of the officers' knees on his neck which takes us right back to the I can't breathe chant, as Floyd kept on repeating over and over, but the officer didn't listen until it led to his death. I'm just uh, utterly in complete disbelief. I know, which just goes back to everything we talked about, how African Americans in past and present are treated horribly and change needs to happen. I completely agree with you, but I hate to admit it, but his death led to a huge uh, movement that had a lot of impact. The Black Lives Matter movement. It was a wake-up call for the whole world. BLM movement is a step in the right direction because we are making noise and making it known that change needs to happen. Let's just hope that the BLM, along with Biden and Harris, will help people who are still oblivious to this issue to open their eyes and realize that African Americans have been oppressed over decades and we need to work together to solve this issue. As you guys know, be the change you want to see. If you want to help uh, end this ongoing issue, you need to speak up, change the way you act uh, in certain situations, make it known that what is going on is not okay. Hope you guys liked today's episode. It was one of my personal favorites. See you next time.